0: All right, Shime, here we go. Three, two, one.
1: It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski.
0: Alongside Chris Shime. Um, well, that sucked, Shime. That <laughs> Not sucked. how you want to start, Mutt. Well, and we'll get to the, the betting part of it, but I, I think people are tuning in because they're Boston sports fans and they want to hear us talk about the games. So we will start with just... I mean, it's, we're calling it a choke. That was a choke last night at the Garden. Correct? An
1: absolute choke job. You were up 14 points in the fourth quarter and you blew it.
0: And it's funny, people are trying to. It, when this is the morning after, we're taping mid morning on on Thursday morning after the Celtics blew an awful, awful game to the Bucks. They had that thing one away, as, as Shime said, and they're trying to pin it on one thing. And, and I wish I could. Like, I, I think Marcus Smart played an awful final 90 seconds. He allowed the offensive rebound. He didn't see Jalen Brown for an easy dunk when he got blocked by Drew Holiday. Great defensive play there. He had the bad over there at the end. But this was this was everything. It was Tatum not being that top-five player. It was Jalen Brown being in and out. It was no Robert Williams. Like This is a team-wide epic choke job, including like that final inbounds play where Smart goes to the rim and gets blocked. Like that's it, it, He had nowhere to go. He had to go to the rim because the play was awful. And this team has been so good at those little things, including Tatum at the buzzer against the Nets, so I would love to pin it on one person, but I just, I, I feel, maybe it's still raw, it feels like just a, a bad team loss, I, there's not like one reason why they lost, there are 20 little reasons why they lost that game. Yeah, for sure, I mean, the entire fourth quarter was just an epic disaster by this oh. team, they couldn't
1: rebound, they, they were taking, in my opinion, they were taking way too long with their possessions, yep. they, they slowed it, They tried to slow it down so much so that it was stunting their offense, and, the, and that's what where the bigger issue lied because they just weren't able to put points on the board. And then on top of that, they weren't able to get the rebounds after taking those shots. So ultimately I think it was just a giant confluence of issues. Um, But at the same time, at the very end when it was nut cutting time, Marcus Smart screwed up Marcus Smart screwed up again. (laughs) Like that's tough. And I mean, even on the rebound off the the second Giannis free throw, he's flying in and and colliding with Jalen Brown. And it's just, I don't know, man. It was it was a it was a whole mess. Like I don't put, put this all on Smart by any means. I am am more mad that Jason Tatum wasn't the one receiving these inbounds passes uh you know with with 11 seconds to go and then 6 seconds to go and that they put it in Marcus's hands in, in the first place
0: yeah the one with 11 especially like that i one think that the most on the final i think the final play i think they expected Marcus could you know dribble the ball up court and not kick it out of bounds yeah that was not good defense just bad dribbling and by the way Tatum is wide open like wide standing open. by himself on the wing who knows if he would have hit the shot but i'm with you that's why i put some of the blame on Ime Yudoki. he's been an awesome coach he deserved all those coach of the year votes but like, how do you have confusion shine on that eleven seconds to go inbounds play that leads Marcus Smart coming out to a of a weird timeout looking too. Yeah, yeah, It's there's like, no excuse it, for it. it. Yeah,
1: exactly. It wasn't rushed. You came out of a timeout. You had a plan and you executed horribly, or the plan was terrible. I'm not sure which one it was. It could have been a little bit of both. But ultimately, that ball should have absolutely been in Jason Tatum's hand, and at the very least been in Jalen Brown's hands, who lit up the third quarter and was the reason you had such a big lead in the first place. And then I felt like just wasn't given any opportunity in the fourth quarter.
0: What was the response from the fans this morning on the Greg Hill Show? What was the major gripe they had? Was it Smart? Was it Tatum? Was it Yudoka? Was it the choke job? What stood out amongst the uh the callers today is Greg is sunning and funning in Ireland playing golf.
1: <laughs> it seems like people are just upset at the team in general. Like, you just lost a game you had to win. There still seems to be a lot of positivity that this team can win Game 6 and Game 7. Uh, I think they can definitely win a Game 6. This team, uh, to their credit since January 1st, has not lost. I don't I don't know the last time they lost a back-to-back. Like, I don't think... It's been a long time, and, and I know Eme preached that. Um, uh, during this series, is that we just yep. don't lose back-to-back games. It's like, okay, we lost one, now we rebound strong. And, and so I think Game 6, you're going to see the Celtics come out very, very strong. Game 7, though, is, is going to be tough. You're lucky that it's in Boston, unlike the Bruins, if they get to a Game 7. Um, But uh, it's going to be tough to win back-to-back games against uh, Giannis and the Bucs.
0: Yeah, 10 of 30 something from 3. Like that was not going to get it done. They Jason did not. James was
1: att- 2 of 11 from
0: 3. They did, didn't attempt one. Did not attempt a 3 in the fourth quarter. Brutal. Like that that's that slow down offense like you said it, it grinded to a halt became, you know, iso ball. Uh as far as we'll, we'll get to the the look ahead line for Friday night's game 6, uh our 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 betting on this was also terrible. That's why I said it all sucks Just because Just disgusting. I mean, I, I, there's. I mean, not. Cl- I mean, I guess Celtics money line was close, but they were a huge five and a half point favorite. They don't get it done. None of our three point props hit. Al didn't even uh, hit a three pointer. Grant Williams had played his worst game of the series. He's been a no show now for two games. I've got to worry about him now on three point props going forward. I feel like that was a lock. I played that as the same game parlay. I also played that yep. uh, on its own once. Uh, you know, DK posted that as its own line, and they did exactly what I thought they would. It was one and a half minus one twenty. Quickly went to one thirty. Uh, but I thought that was still worth playing and they just it not, not, none of the things I thought were going to go a certain way, Shyme, they did not go that way. So uh, from a betting perspective, not only from a Celtics perspective, from a gambling perspective, big whiff on my end. I hope you had something because I had no, nothing I, I, in this I mean, game last
1: year. I, I had the I went with Bucks under one oh four and a half as a team total and that went over because the Celtics just couldn't close out. They yeah. just it, it's I, 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 I completely understand missing on Horford over threes, it was just it's a miss. It happens. I mean, he had been so good at it all series, and then all of a sudden the Bucks decided to play perimeter defense. That's basically what it came down to. Yeah,
0: um, those open threes were not were not there. The threes that they no. took were very uh, were contested. were largely contested three point shots. You're right,
1: very much so. And so I, uh, you know, the that just missed, and then. I feel like we had the right beat, though, on how the game would play out. Like I felt like Celtics' money line was the right play. I wasn't confident in the spread, um, and, and I feel like the Celtics should have won that game. And at the same time, the Bucks should have been under 105, but they weren't because the Celtics just mentally collapsed in the fourth quarter. I don't know what they were thinking, what the planning was there, what the coaching was there. It just it didn't work out, and sometimes it's going to happen. I'm not, so I'm not for, nearly as mad, though, about that as I am about a different bet that I gave out yesterday.
0: Uh, we will get to that at some point here. Uh, I believe it involves the Red Sox and their, their uh, run score. It sure does. Uh, as far as the look ahead for Friday night, uh, Celtics are one-and-a-half point dogs. It's minus 110 if you want to play them plus the points. They're a plus 102 money line, so a little over even money, a smidge over if you want to bet it that way. Over-under is two ten and a half, which is four points lower than it was in Game 5. Uh, they're now two plus two, two plus two twenty to win the series. They're ten to one to be NBA champs. They are four and a half to one to come out of the Eastern Conference. So these odds swing crazy off just one win. We're not going to pick the game today, Shine. But I will tell you, my early lean is not to be afraid. Like you said, of the Celtics in Milwaukee, they don't lose back to back games. They've been in every game of the series. Essentially, they had chances to win. I would think potentially Robert Williams is back. Although maybe that's just hopeful, uh, given that he's missed a couple of games here. Yep. But I, I would say my early lean is going to be not being afraid about the Celtics on the road in Game 6.
1: I'm right there with you. I Like I said, this team doesn't lose back-to-backs. I'm very confident that uh, I am going to be in on the Celtics uh, come tomorrow. And, and I think that it's just... I ultimately it boils down to these are the two best teams in the East, in my opinion. Which yeah, this is the Eastern win- Conference Finals yes, right here. Totally. Whichever agree. one wins this game, they're going to the the NBA Finals. Uh, I think that's accurate. Um, and, and like you said, every game has been close. There hasn't really been a, a blowout of sorts. And so I just I think I think I'm going to go with the Celtics in another close one.
0: We'll have plenty of time to think about it. Maybe by uh, tonight or tomorrow morning, we'll have an idea. On Robert Williams, that's going to affect the line. Uh, the big one tonight, though, is a win or go home game for your Boston Bruins at yes. the Garden. Uh, the the odds I'm looking at right now, the Bruins are minus 125 uh, on the money line. They are plus 188 on the puck line, minus 1.5. The over-under is set at 6, and there's some interesting betting going on with the over-under in this game. I know you had a lean on this one yesterday, which is the Bruins' puck line. It was 190-something yesterday. It's down to 188, so it's ticked down a little bit. Do we have any Hampus news? And where do you want to go here tonight? Bruins and Hurricanes must win Game 6 at the Garden Shop. So
1: Bruce Cassidy, actually, after we uh, had our – Recorded yesterday He came out and said That he expects Hampus Lindholm To play tonight Uh, And so with that If Bruce Cass is saying He he expects him to play Then he's probably Going to play I I also expect him to play That's probably why The puck line number Came down I'm still on the puck line Here I said that yesterday That that was probably Going to be my play I am very much so Still on the puck line here Bruins minus one and a half at plus one eighty eight. Yesterday it was plus one ninety eight. So you don't lose. I mean, you lose a you know a dime for little every bit, dollar, but little bit. It's not the worst thing in the world no. there, and uh, I think it's still great value. I also think we also talked yesterday about how none of these games are going to overtime. Like NHL games just don't go to overtime. Uh, so I think it's very. Uh, a very good idea to just, if you're going to bet the Bruins money line, I would actually recommend betting the Bruins three-way money line. So if, for those who don't know or aren't aware, the three-way money line is different because it it only counts if the Bruins win in regulation. It's basically an in-60 minutes money line. If they go to overtime, you have to select tie, and that would be the win there if you go to overtime. So if they go to overtime, it's tied, you would lose the bet. But I like we said, none of these games go to overtime. I like the Bruins to win. If you also are with us and like the Bruins to win, I recommend the three-way money line over the regular money line because you're actually going to get plus 125 instead of minus 125.
0: So I admit going in, like, I'm a novice when it comes to hockey betting. I bet one hockey game my entire life. I'm one yep. in a lifetime bet. The, I bet the the Blues and Bruins uh, at an event at, in Rhode Island with Ken Laird. He said, bet this bet. I bet it. We won it. I'm staying undefeated. So I, I, I'm interested to chime with, with the, the betting on this. So the over-under is six. Yes. The, to- the total is six goals in this game. They're hammering the under right now. 47% of the bets, but 72% of the money uh, is on the under. I, the, the money is telling me, as a novice better. just my basics are follow the money in these cases. The money here is telling me bet the under. Would you agree with that, or would you be on an over in this game? Because you said yesterday, overs in the NHL playoffs have worked out well for you.
1: Yeah, I am I am on the over in this game. uh anti okay. uh, Ranta has been uh, kind of a Jekyll and Hyde goalie when it comes to this series. He was really, really good in Carolina. He's been tremendous, to be fair, in Carolina. I think he's allowed two goals and, and, and made somewhere like 80-plus saves. Yeah. And so I think Ranta has been awesome there. But when he played in Boston, he allowed four goals. Like, that's... And then on top of that, they would get an empty netter on, to, to add on. So I, I, I lean over here. I think the Hurricanes are going to get – they're going to get at least one or two. But I think the Bruins are the better team at home. I think this is going to come down to basically just – the, the home team is going to eventually win the series because I, I, I think for whatever reason, the the matchups with the line changes, uh, Razor was really good at explaining it yesterday on the Greg Hill Show um, about how ho- the home team gets that last line change, yep. and it's a real big advantage, especially in this series where it's so close. I, I think it's really in the margins, so I, I think the Bruins win tonight, um, and, and so I would lean, I would actually stay away from the total personally in this okay. game. If I have to bet it, if you're saying gun to my head, make a bet, I'm going to go over. But personally, I'm staying away from this total because it could be a four to one game and that's you're going to hit the under but it could also be 5 to 2 and you're going to hit the over so it's like it's this really weird gray area especially at the end of a hockey game where it's generally out of reach teams can pull a goalie and, and especially in the playoffs teams are pulling goalies with like 5 6 minutes left in the game at points when they're down multiple goals and then the other teams just getting free goals and that's why games are going so far over and with the referees they're just making it so, so there's so many power plays and so many opportunities for goals so i i in just about every playoff game, I yep. lean over. Um, wow. But this game in particular, I'm not going to bet the total.
0: Uh, the money's coming in, the Hurricanes and the puck line. 49% of the bets, but almost 80% of the money has come in on Carolina. The money line betting is a lot a lot uh, more even. But people are taking the, the pucks. They're taking the, uh, the goal and a half. They're taking the cur- Carolina Hurricanes. I think they're the better team. Uh, I know on your show today, Mike Milbury, so he does not believe in the Bruins, and that would be my take, too. I I've, I've thought that you know from the 2 nothing down in the series, they were done. But, Sean, you're going to be on puck line. Anything else you want to include here or lean people on besides puck line, uh, Bruins, minus 1.5, uh, plus 195?
1: Yeah, I, I am on the Bruins to win, and therefore yep. I am also on Brad Marchand to score a goal. I, oh, I baby. think Marchand has been lighting it up this series. Uh, And I think that's going to continue, especially at home tonight. Uh, So over a half a goal is plus 170 for Marchand. I really like that. I also really like uh, Charlie McAvoy. Over a half a point, uh, you're getting just about even money. It's minus 105. I just think McAvoy is going to be heavily involved, especially in the power play. After last game, Bruce Cassidy made some subtle comments at the refereeing. It is also at the Garden. I expect the Bruins to get upwards of four or five power plays in this game. Uh, which means Charlie McAvoy is going to have a lot of opportunities for points. Uh, Therefore, that's why I'm going to probably place that bet as well.
0: For me, a little pizza money bet, and this will be a frequent thing we mention on the show, not a crazy money, not a lock or anything, but I'll have a pizza money bet on Taylor Hall over half a goal. Uh, he's oh, okay. right now, for for the Bruins, This uh, he's getting plenty of ice time. I was looking at it here before he got on the air, almost 16 minutes of ice time. They're going to double-shift him if they're trailing this game because he's one of their top goal scorers. And, by the way, he's fourth in the team in shots so far in this series behind Pasta, Bergeron, and Marchand. So I'm going to have a little pizza money uh, on plus 260 for Taylor Hall over a goal. Uh, if I was really, really crazy and needed the action, I also play the same fun money bet Craig Smith over a goal. He's almost 4-1 to one to score. He's getting 10 shots in this series. That's tied for fifth on this team. He's not playing uh, enough for me. But Taylor Hall, goal. Shime's going to tell you, puck line, Bruins. He's on Brad Marchand. Uh, we'll get a good idea of uh, first period. it be very interesting tonight. What kind of jump we get at the Garden for this game six. Pivotal game six. Bruins win. We get another game seven on the weekend. They lose. They go play golf. Okay, Shime, your turn to bitch. Red oh, Sox, you gave team total over three and a half. Your thoughts?
1: So, for those who didn't see it last night, top of the sixth (laughs) inning, bases are loaded, full count, Kevin Ploiecki at the plate, and the ball is down at his shins, and it gets called a strike, when it should have walked in the run that would have put the Red Sox (laughs) over the run total. Instead, the umpire calls it a strike. Ugh. Rings him up. Plowecki gets yanked from the game, tossed from the game. Cora then also comes out, losing his mind, tells the ump he's better than that. You know it was a strike. Also gets tossed from the game. The Red Sox don't score another run, and they lose uh, in the bottom of the ninth inning on a two-run walk-off home run by Orlando Arcia. I was livid. This is one of the situations where it is. I had I had the right play. I was correct, and I got. I just got plain out. Goosed, porked, and screwed. There, there is nothing you can, no, nothing anyone can say can change my mind. This is one of those scenarios. Was I? I was bad in the Celtics game in those picks. I understand that. I recognize that. This here, this pick, I was right. I had it, and the umpire took it away from me. Bring in the robot ump. I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm tired of losing money because of terrible officiating.
0: Uh, the game, I guess, went over by half a run. Uh, Red Sox team no total t- stays.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, it was 7.5. Right?
0: I added 7.5 yeah. here, so they went over. Uh, Red Sox lose outright. They lose in the run line. They stink. The, the only thing I did get right was Alex Verdugo hit a double early on, and immediately Bingo. we cashed out on our total basis. Love so we that. did not go completely over yesterday here on the podcast, and we'll look at those pitching matchups uh, tomorrow as well. So no Red Sox tonight. We, oh, schedule night. We can't, we can't bet on this NFL schedule stuff, though.
1: No, uh, well, some of it's already started to leak at this point, too. And, so. and,
0: I mean, there are matchups out there. If you're a sicko, there are matchups. <laughs> Out there, if you want to start early betting the NFL, but we'll be uh, on the air four hours tonight, 6 to 10. NFL schedule, Celtics pitching, everything else. If you're listening to this podcast, it means you enjoy uh, Boston sports and enjoy sports betting. Very simple way uh, to be part of this podcast. Follow Boston BetQL or BetQL Boston. See, I'll get it right at some point. Follow BetQL Boston on Twitter. Uh, You can also subscribe. Odyssey app, iTunes, and Spotify. Confirmed all three. Right, John? three, all three, baby confirmed all three subscribe rate tell a friend um, yeah it just all sucked I mean I wish I wish I had better news last night it was a bad night in Boston sports we'll see if the Bruins bounce back here tonight uh puck line for you a little Taylor Hall action for me Shime, good work buddy we'll talk tomorrow thank you thanks Mutt. can't wait